Yeah, what you are about to hear is a work of fan fiction. All characters and events and settings, even those based on the ones from World of Warcraft, are entirely fictional, and half of it was probably made up on the spot. Listening to this production indicates your consent to its terms of service, which we forgot to write down. Last time, our heroes were exploring the Temple of Bethek within Zul'Garub when they discovered a group of unfriendly blood death knights. They quickly initiated combat, taxing the party's already strained resources even further. How many scrapes can our heroes survive before their time runs out and the Gurubashi return to the city? Let's find out what happens next when we queue up for some more heroic dungeons and dragons. Alright, so two of these guys are going to advance. These Death Knight cats. The third is going to stay put. As they approach, you see, in addition to controlling the dancing swords and having their own sword out, the first Death Knight who gets into range, his hand starts to glow a greenish, uh, sickening color. And he is going to cast a disease across all targets within 30 feet, which are going to be basically all, I say all targets, all targets friendly to you guys. He's not going to hit his own ghouls with it. Um, everybody except for Falkus, which is hilarious because Falkus is the only one that's disease immune in this party. Uh, he is going to cast a disease called... Not anymore. Why? I got rid of the necklace. You did get rid of the necklace. I forgot about that. All right, cool. So you're also susceptible to diseases. And, and I am in this dude's line of sight. So this says all creatures within 30 feet. You are... Are you within that guy's line of sight? Yeah, you are. Okay. He's going to cast a, uh, what looks like a spell, but everyone in range starts to feel like this weird sort of internal queasiness that doesn't have any immediate effect, but might in the future. Uh, the More other exhaustion. one is going to... What? <laughs> More exhaustion. No, 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 no. I'm not, I'm not that mean. Uh, you guys see that the other one does something similar, uh, but this one, you can feel like a fever starting to kick on, and I need Butch, Ari, and Job to roll a, a constitution saving throw, please. Ari rolled an eight. How do you do con saving throws? for? Do you just hit constitution? Yeah, if they don't have a bonus to their saving throw, it's um, just constitution. So Butch rolled a 21. Or not Butch, a uh, Job. Okay. So with disadvantage... You don't have disadvantage on your con saves, just your ability I'm, checks. Okay. I'll never, ever remember that, but okay, I rolled well anyway, so let's go for 24. Okay, cool. So Ari, you feel in addition to like the first wave that came through, the second wave is something like a little different and it feels kind of weird and you suffer... You suffer 1d4 necrotic damage. That's not all that bad. You suffer 3 necrotic damage. And you are diseased with the blood boil disease, which may come into effect later, but doesn't have any further immediate effect. 
Butch, what would you like to do? There oh. is a ghoul directly in front of you that's on its last legs. There's another ghoul that is standing over by the ball bearings that is doing poorly. Uh, and on the other side of the doorway, a number of angry death knights. Uh, I've got a guy, an undead thing that's like straight ahead in front of me. Mm-hmm. I, I'm going to recklessly attack okay. this ghoul and uh, <laughs> uh, natural 20. Let's yeah. see how that goes again. Okay. Natural 20. I, mean, I almost said that there's no way that, but I have been wrong before. Is that 16 or 9? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 16. That's way more than enough for sure. You are able to easily slice this nerd in twain. You have movement, you have bonus action, and you have one more attack that you can make on your action if you'd like. Movement over to this ghoul. Okay, that was like five feet away from me, really. Mm -hmm. And um, I will use my extra action. And I'm still doing recklessly. Uh, Donna, I'm going to beat a dirty 25. So 25. Yeah, 25. And f- 15 slashing damage. Yeah, um, same thing. Like, it's 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 butch time. You're going, all right, you know what? I'm done with this. And you slice through one, take a few steps, slice through the other. You look through the doorway, and there's two angry-looking death knights right there on the other side of the doorway. But you are finished with your action. You still have some remaining movement and a bonus action you can take. And like I said, if you walk, if you if you basically treat the area where the ball bearings are as difficult terrain, you can oh. walk through them without making a save. I could get to one of those death knights. Mm-hmm. Without any problem. Why does Ari have a lock little thing on her? Is she trapped somewhere? She was struck by the ghoul's uh, claw attack and is currently paralyzed. Oh, is there anything I can do about that? I don't think your class has anything that offers that. Do you have anything in your pockets that's like anti-paralytic? I don't know, slap her in the face? Okay, I want to protect Ari. I've got movement speed. I am on purpose getting up on these Death Knights. Okay, so I'm going to use my last bit of movement to get into the actual room where these death knights are. And I'm putting myself in between a death knight and Ari. So I'm like right up on this guy. And now um, notice that at least one of the death knights is in my range. So if anyone wants to make a melee attack on this guy, he will have... They will have some kind of advantage. Yes, that's my turn. Thank you. I, I I believe I've made up for my useless last turn with killing two ghouls and hopefully protecting Ari. Yeah, killing ghouls is a good use of a turn. Ari, you are paralyzed for the duration of your turn, but at the end of your turn, you can make, I think I said a constitution save. Uh, that sounds right. Mm-hmm. So I can't do anything, so we'll just constitution save and see what happens. A 17. Yeah, so you, it's tough, but you are able to like work out the weird, you know, sort of muscle lock that you had as a result of being hit by these nerds and you are able to shake it off and you're okay. That is at the end of your turn, however. Yep. 
Omi's turn. What would you like to do with her? I feel like she would come up next to Job. And I can't see what they can see when I move them, so I don't know what she sees. Okay, as she looks in, you can see... She can... I think I didn't set it up, that she, so I can't control L. Ugh, I have to enable vision on every dang token. Come on. Enable vision, save settings. Control L. She can see the two Death Knights that Butch is in front of. And I think we just kind of agreed we're just going to keep doing cantrips. So we will do the Sacred Flame at the one closest to Butch. Okay. They have to roll a Dexterity Saving Throw. Yeah, three no dice. Okay. Omi gets to roll damage. And I think I have it set up that these diseases require concentration. Yes. Okay, they do. Perfect. So yeah, go ahead and roll Sacred Flame on on the DK. You should be uh, able to do that. 10 radiant damage. Okay. Per, what, 10 radiant damage? Dang. Okay. The same deal as before where it's almost like a holy lightning comes and slams onto this guy, but this like hits and it hits good. Uh, he's got to double check his concentration real quick. He maintains concentration easily on the disease that he is uh, he's holding on everybody. Uh, what else are we doing on that turn? I think that's it. That's good for her. Okay. Uh, Falcus, you are up. All right. See how everybody else is pretty much ignoring these swords. Uh, I am also going to ignore these swords. Ah, is you're the you're the ones you know uh, with the imminent. Or what are they doing? Are they just spinning there? They they're just standing there threateningly. Uh, yeah. I mean, obviously, it's going to hurt if they decide to come after us. But uh, seeing as how everybody else ran around them, is it within my movement to get on top of the blocks? I would say that they're about four and a half feet tall. And let's say that they take an extra five feet of movement to climb on top of. Okay. And if I were to get on top of these, my idea was that I can then see out over Omi and Job through yeah. the doorway. Okay. that's That was my goal because everybody's blocking my doorway right now. So that is where I'm going is uh, up here is fine. I do not want to hurt Butch. So I'm not going to arcane shot if I hit. But what I am going to do is fire a normal arrow at this duder right there. And Okay. Um, that's going to be... Does a 28 hit? Yeah, easily. That is 12 piercing damage. I got nobody, none of my friends are within range, so I don't get the sneak attack. Right. All right. Um, and I've got extra attack, so I took the attack action. Let's go with a second one. Does a 15 hit? A 15 does not hit. Okay. I think that's all I'm going to do. Because I don't really want to blow too many more of my cooldowns yet. Okay. All right. As you get into range of... Well, I say into range. As you start to approach these DKs particularly this one that Butch is right in front of, you do start to feel the same, like, I don't know, I don't like being close to these guys kind of feeling inside. On their turn, the ghouls do nothing because they've been slain to death. Job is in a position where if he takes careful movement across the ball bearings and then starts to go into the room, he would have access into the room. Um, is that what you guys are trying to do, I imagine? 
or are you doing range attacks with him? I think he'd go into the room. Okay. So it would be 10 feet to get to here and then five feet to get to there. So he has another, what is it, 15 feet of movement? Yeah. Okay. So he's standing right next to me. Perfect. I think he'd just put himself right there and then he would uh, have to think like Job. I think he would be one that would see that Butch has this one, so I feel like he would attack this nah, one. Nah, man, I'm gonna yell at him. Hey, Job, get this one here. Get this one here. Okay. And I'm not gonna tell him why, mm. but like he'll have, he's got advantage or something. He will do better by getting that he one. He would have advantage on that one because yeah. of Butch's oh, aura. Oh, he would, yeah. yeah. Uh, okay, so he'll attack this one here then, and well, it's an 11. Yeah, 11 does not hit. Uh, does he do anything else on his movement or anything? That's really all he can do. Okay, cool. On their turn, um, they are going to redirect their weapons in toward you guys. The first one is going to fly in. It can move each of these. Now that they're summoned, they can move a maximum of 20 feet. So this one moves 15 toward Ari. This one moves 15 toward Falcus. This one moves 15 toward Omi. Okay, how about that? Um, the one against Ari swings in with a 12, so that's going to miss. Let me double check the language of this disease that you're afflicted with. Uh, okay, good deal. Um, the one against Falcus is an 8, and the one against Omi is a 14. Does a 14 hit on Omi? It does. She is a 13. I'm pretty sure. Let me bring it back up. Yeah, she's a 13. Okay. So she suffers six damage, but she's actually the only one of all three of those to take a a hit. That comprises all three of their bonus actions. On their actions, the first DK, the one all the way up here who has refused to move ever since he got wrapped up in this stuff, is going to target Butch and Job with the blood boil disease. I need for both of you guys to roll me real quick a constitution saving throw, please. Joe brought a 12. Okay. <laughs> Nine. Okay. The DC was 14. So both of you guys are going to take 1d4 necrotic damage and you are going to be afflicted with the blood boil disease. So I 1d4 was 3. Oh, I rolled it. It was it was two. Take two damage. Oh, you roll it. Okay. <laughs> two damage. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that's this guy. This second one is going to, now that he's finally got somebody in melee range, because he, he, as death knights go, they move very slowly. So now that they're in combat, he's going to multi-attack. He's going to attack once with his death strike ability, and he's going to inflict one disease. So his death strike is going to be against Job. 16. I'm pretty sure that's going to hit. It's going to deal Mm. 10 slashing damage. 10, really? That doesn't make sense. Oh, yeah, it's a D8 plus 3. I just rolled high. Okay, perfect. This is a weird encounter. Uh, I I mean, for us, this is a different kind of encounter. um, Because we've got, like, these adds. We've got these different kinds of adds. So we've got these, like, ghouls we've got these floating swords we've got these death knights we've got a a wall between us we've got a big column that people can like hide behind 
and we've got and we're playing uh mostly uh amanda you're playing two npcs that typically a dm would do but it makes sense that amanda's doing it now so this is uh more complicated than this group typically does um so that that's why it's not so like complete experiment goof hack and slash go yeah complete experiment i mean we're dealing with line of sight we're dealing with um diseases were i mean this it's it's interesting oh that's right the disease okay so i just hit i just hit job with a weapon attack and he is suffering from blood boil okay so the next time a death knight or an ally hits the diseased creature with an attack the creature has vulnerability to all of that attacks damage and then the disease ends so he doesn't take 10 slashing damage he takes 20 slashing damage who does Job. Job. Yikes. Basically, if we're diseased, don't get hit. But he's no longer affected with blood boil. Butch, however, is affected with blood boil. Yeah, but my... I don't want to take 20 damage, but, like, that was the first time I've taken damage. I I rolled hit dice to max last time. So... I've only taken two damage. Oh. This is bad. Actually, it's good because the damage that I rolled was very low. I rolled was a natural 20. Was that against 20. me? Yeah, it's against you. Oh, I my gosh. I rolled a natural 20. Um, the damage total was eight. Because you're affected with blood plague, blood plague? Blood boil. You are vulnerable to that. So it's not eight damage, it's 16 damage. Could be worse. It could have been 20. Uh, yeah, yeah, so that that was me saying, oh, I'm fine. Everything's fine. Oh, 16. 16 is, uh, you know, stabbing between the ribs. But I just saw that that latest scary movie of the scary movie franchise, and you can get stabbed a lot and still live. I I figured out. Well, barbarians can. I can't. (laughs) Uh, Teenage girls can, apparently. I don't know. I guess. Job and Butch, you just were both hit with Death Strike. If I could have both of you roll Constitution saves, please. Didn't we just do that? For a different thing. God! Job rolled a six. Eight. Okay. Uh, The DC was 14. So now each of these... uh, The original disease that this one was channeling, he's just going to drop that. And both of them are going to apply new diseases because they are concentration abilities. You take 2d4 necrotic damage. So it was six necrotic damage total. I'm going to apply that to Job. Taking six damage? Okay. So does that mean my disease is gone then? Yes. Okay. Because that was from one of these guys. And all the way I wrote them is all their diseases require concentration. Mm -hmm. Because I didn't want them stacking them all up together. Which is why I put multiple of them in front of you. Okay. So the eyeballs mark that they're concentrating... The SADS faces mark that you guys are suffering from blood plague. And blood plague is you take 2d4 necrotic damage at the beginning of the the Death Knight's turn. Butch, it's your turn. So I have a dot on me. So yeah. every time. Mm-hmm. Okay, and which Death Knight is that, that? The one right in front of you is the one who applied that. Oh, he's going to die. Put him in the ground then. 
He's gonna die. He just got done healing himself off of the death strikes he put into you. You saw as he attacked, the blood like slurped up the weapon and started to heal his wounds. Well, he hadn't been wounded by me yet. So, um, we're doing it. We are doing it. I am going to recklessly attack because that's how I roll. Does a 16 hit? Yes, just barely. Wow. You swing in and you, like, it feels for an instant that your axe is getting caught in the chain links between his armor, and then you just push it in a little harder and it ends up drawing some blood. Okay, so that's 10 slashing damage. Okay. Okay, and then for my second attack, 23 dirty. Okay. Uh, 16 damage. And then for this guy, uh, so he looks about half of his health. This guy, I'm going to actually use Quaking Palm. So you got to, um, a con save, you got to beat a 14. Okay. Con save is seven. So, uh, yeah, uh, you are quaked. So mm-hmm. you you are stunned, which means you can't do the thing to me on your next round, right? N- no, it doesn't mean that. But Damn. the first time you hit me and you dealt 10 damage, um, I did have to roll a constitution save against losing concentration, and I rolled a two. So concentration dropped, your disease went away, then you hit me again, and then you stunned me. So now you absolutely have the upper hand right now. Okay, so I'm hoping Job is going to murder, death, kill this guy before I get to him. He might do. So I have used my attacks, I've used my bonus action, and I'm not going to move, but I am going to go, go for it, Job, because we're standing right next to him each other mm-hmm. we are we are doing like the back-to-back fighting right now me and job so imagine a, a pandaren and, and a troll like back-to-back like like famously and allies slashing. throughout history pandarens and trolls you know whatever and he's got his spear and i've got a uh, priest slayer and we're going after it i love it ari it's your turn so i think i'm barely within line of sight of the one that he just quaking palmed. Does that sound right? Or should I scoot over a little bit? Yeah, you'd have to scoot over. So okay. you can you can move full speed through here, but if you move at half speed, you don't have to make a check to not fall over. I will half speed to here. Actually, I'll half speed behind Butch. And I'm going to go ahead and cast Ray of Sickness at the one that just got quaking palmed. Okay. So that is the like poison thing that's going to happen. Does a 16 hit? Yes, again, just barely. Perfect. And it's oh, it's going to do five uh, poison damage. And it needs to make a constitution saving throw. Okay. 13. So it is poisoned until the end of my next turn. Oh, he's not going to like that. Do I have a poison symbol? Radioactive. There. Found found it. Nailed it. Okay. So he has disadvantage on attack rolls and ability checks. And... Oop, just ignore that. That is going to be all I do for my turn. For Omi, mm-hmm. I think she, she has been... Oh. I was just going to say, I think she's probably getting close to ready to use a 
healing spell on herself. I don't know about you. That could work too. I had a different idea in mind, but we can do that. Yeah. I mean, we can still, st- if she goes down, we can still stabilize her. That's entirely possible too. Um, unless something that is going to remove the threat. What were your, th- what were your thoughts? I was thinking uh, it was time because her third level spell, she doesn't have a healing spell. So I was going to have her move up and do spirit guardians. So then these blood knights on the start of their turn would take some damage if they were within these uh, creature things just to get some passive damage going. So as a point of order, if you chose to use a heal, like she does have a first level healing spell. You can use a third level spell slot and upcast the healing spell just same way that like a player character can do. Spirit Guardians is also a really good ability. Depends on what you want to do. Let's go ahead. We'll have our heal ourselves. We'll do a second level cure wounds. Okay. Um, so, Amanda, just so you are aware, when you cast a spell from a stat block, at least on roll 20, when you cast it, it'll ask you what level you're casting it at. You can select that and then it will like roll it correctly for you. I believe that it should also deduct that spell from your thing. Double check to make sure that you lost a spell slot for that, but I think it would have worked. I actually had already put the spell slot down because I did not know that would work that way, but it did not reduce it further. So we will try that again next time and see what it does. Okay, rad. Um, So we did a second level. What? So is it 10 then? Yeah, I think it's 10 because the higher level cast. 3 plus 1d8. That's right. Okay. Yeah, so 10. Okay, and that's healing on herself? Yes. Okay. And that'll be it for Ami. Okay. And she's staying in the same position? Yep. Cool, perfect. Falkus, you're standing up on top of the rocks. You can see through the doorway that... Butch seems to have things under control against his guy. No, uh, I don't. Kill it. Go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> Job is on the back foot against his guy. Job um, is and not there is a, well. You know there is a third guy around the corner that you haven't had in line of sight for a little while. What do you want to do? Uh, help, Butch. I know that there was a doorway here. This doorway was closed when we saw it from the other... Yes, it was. I am... I feel useless here for the most part, but I guess the only thing I can do is to take out these swords. What? What? I mean, the swords make sense. I mean, there's... But, okay, I just... I I would just like to understand... I'm not questioning your decision. I would like to understand why you would feel useless in in that... Like, are are the Death Knights not in your line of sight or something? That's what I feel like. Um, Job and you um, are in my way, right, fighting right in front of these two death knights that I don't think I've got a clear line of shot on those guys. Oh, And so yeah. for me, okay. I would have to walk up through the circle of poop gl- gas. Don't do that. To get around them. And I don't want to do that either. Circle of poop gas? What's the green circle? The disease oh my God, cloud. That- no, that's not the that disease. That's, rage. That's, that's my rage radius. So that if you do oh. a melee attack on if you do a melee attack on a bad guy that's within my rage radius, then you get advantage. That's why I want Job to hit the guy that I'm hitting because the bad gotcha. guy's in my rage radius. 
which has been the same thing since since 57 episodes (laughs) we've done this (laughs) never been a circle before We've literally done this every time. No, I don't remember. <laughs> I don't. I don't remember your rage circle at all. Whatever and to me, we were doing talking up about there in melee range is your business. It has nothing to do with me. <laughs> I love it. Exactly. It, you're a fighter that's does stuff uh, in ranged. But I, no, I think it's a fighter good idea. sub subclass has got archery. I, sure. And uh, <laughs> anyway, we've got two tanks up there. At, I was not again. I was not questioning your your decision. I was questioning why you said a, that that you couldn't do a, another thing, and you've answered my question very well. And besides that, I don't want you in melee range. We are better off having you as a ranged attacker. No, that's fine. Now that I know it's not the disease circle, I thought we were talking about it being the disease circle. I mean, there's been diseases and stuff, but you're just now figuring out that I have rage. No, I don't you've had rage, just not that it was a you rage circle. You found out in the troll tunnel that Falkus was a fighter. <laughs> <laughs> All right, right, okay. <laughs> I think the only thing that we can definitely agree on is Ari is probably a bard. <laughs> I, I think that we can agree that Ari is probably the most powerful of all of us. Listen, and, man. Listen, man. Like what she does. Bards are scary. Bards are scary to the point where the worst bard is better than like half of the rest mm. of the other subclasses. Only if they know what they're doing. But yes. I, can't, for, can't forget she's a worgen too. And she's a worgen. Um, yeah. But but all the clutch stuff from Ari has been like this. The the yeah no okay yeah um all right I'm gonna continue to ignore these swords. Can I pass through Omi? No, there was or nothing wrong with your decision to go for the swords. I just I I just wanted oh. to understand it. That's all. You can do um, it is gonna take you double movement speed to move through the ball bearing area. No, actually, at this point, I'm gonna say that enough people. So so far, three ghouls. And four party members have moved through that 10 by 10 space. That's too much activity for those ball bearings to still be effective still I think, be there. at this point. Yeah. So they've been okay. scattered about to the point where they're useless at this point. Okay, because what I wanted to do was probably to move up to here and then move over about here is where I wanted to go. So uh, that, if you have the movement speed for it, mm, go for it. Yeah, because that's 15 to the doorway and uh, another 15 over to the left. Oh, I got half movement. Gosh darn it. Uh, yes, you are at half movement. You can move a total of 15 feet because you tired. All right. I'm just going to attack these swords then. I am going to... You get disadvantage at close range with bows, don't you? No. What are you attacking? Um, these swords. Oh, um, I'm sorry. I didn't realize that that was what you were debating this whole time. They're not creatures. They're just like a spell effect that's hanging in the area. They're not a... Uh... Oh. You know... No, that would have been I'm not, really useful information. I'm not playing. I didn't ago. know that that was what you guys were talking about. I was. Well, someone had to go pee. Yeah, I was. A, the, I didn't know that. Um, no, spiritual weapon and like the 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 ghosts that follow you around when you cast things like spirit shroud and spirit guardians and you know like a a, a, 
a flaming sphere if you were to summon a flaming sphere and have it rolling around the battlefield. Like these are all magical effects that are not creatures that can be attacked. See, you, I'm you thinking would, they're a magical dancing sword, like in our early campaign. They okay. are, but uh, yeah, but like you can't. Chris's mage sword, the the, the dancing sword, you like you, that's not an attackable target. Okay, so can't attack the swords. What, what are you gonna do? I'll say this: you can't attack the swords like you're gonna deal damage and kill it. If you want to do something like throw move a net them. over them so they can't move or something, like I'll let that roll because that's creative and interesting. But regular ass shooting them isn't isn't gonna fly. Okay, I'll take I'll take that idea. Um, I have. <laughs> ah, hold on. <laughs> that's a, that's uh, a dangerous I, I've got, laugh. I've, I got some pieces of boat foam. I'm just gonna stick on the end of each of these swords. <laughs> what do you say to that? What do you say to that? Uh, I don't know, man. Uh, what? What's a boat foam check? <laughs> Slide a hand. Man, I get. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. Someone we'll s- remember that day, like like six months ago, when we were, we were playing and we were in a boat, and Erica goes, "Yeah, boat foam. I want some of this this boat foam." <laughs> Um, I'm assuming I'm rolling with disadvantage. I rolled an yeah. 11. Uh, I'll say on an 11, you're able to foam one of them. And it's, <laughs> you reach into your bag and pull out this, like, chunk of, Old uh, boat. of buoyant material that is used to hold up the front of a boat that gets swamped. And you just shove it point first over the sword so that, like, it's as effective as a LARPer's foam weapon in, you know, the soccer field before they get kicked off the field because practice is going to start. Well done. You've nerfed one of the... It's not my fault. What happened here isn't my fault. (laughs) Yeah, but the pun was the pun was your fault. (laughs) That's why they say that. That's why it's called that. Okay, is that your action, I guess? Oh, I Probably, have a, uh, right? Yeah, that wasn't an attack action, so that was my action. I, I don't think I had as much I can do with a bonus action. Um, at the end of Falkus's turn, it's going to be Joob up next. What would Joob like to do? I think he would just continue to spear that guy right there. So Okay. He gets advantage. It's a 21 hit. Yes, absolutely. Um, he's not attacking recklessly. He's just attacking with advantage because he's got Butch's thing on him, right? Yep, that's yes. Right, groovy. Let's go ahead and roll damage on that. Nine piercing. Okay. Uh, oh, he also, he's... This guy is stunned and he's poissoned. He's got, he's got like six reasons to get hit by this weapon. All right, no sweat. Nine damages. At the beginning of the Death Knight turn, so... Butch hit this guy too hard for maintaining concentration. So Butch is no longer suffering the blood plague disease. But Joob is. So we're going to deal six necrotic damage again somehow to Joob. 
And then at the beginning of their turn, let's see. So we got the Blood Plague. Uh, the three weapons are going to continue to attack. One of them stabs in against Falcus, but is made out of a foamy material. It hits him on the side of the head and goes, and nothing bad happens. The second one is going to attack against Omi. The third one against Ari. Second one is a natural one. And the next one is a 15. We decided that 15 that hits you, Ari. Hits. That'll be six yep. force damages to you. That is their bonus action. Uh, on their action, the one in the far upper left is going to start channeling Flu Fighter. It's a 30-foot spherical range. Okay. And that does not affect as many people as I thought, but that's fine. Butch and Job feel the pulse of a disease flood over them, but it is not something that affects them right this moment. Uh, the other two are going to... The one who's already concentrating is going to continue to concentrate, not going to cast any more diseases, but he is going to hit Job with a death strike. No, he's not. I rolled a nine, so he's Ha-ha. not going to hit nobody for nothing. Uh, the third one will do precisely zero things on his turn because he is very stunned. And somehow that will be the end of the Death Knight's turn. Holy cats. Okay. Butch, it's your turn. Before you is a stunned and poisoned and surrounded Death Knight who is not looking too great. His other two buddies are doing okay, though. What would you like to do? Um, I am salivating. You know, I've been, I, I, I'm enraged and, you know, I get all snarly and with some, you know, like kind of like bubbly stuff, you know, coming out of my mouth, some saliva, like, you can see my teeth and I want this guy dead. So I will recklessly attack, um, using. All right. So keep in mind, reckless attack gives everybody advantage against you. And attacking this guy is not going to need Reckless to be advantage because he is still stunned from your stunning strike. Oh, it gives everyone advantage on me. Not just him. Yeah, everyone. I'm not going to Reckless attack because I already have advantage. And I'm, thank you, I am going to uh, look at this stunned guy and just growl at him and try to slice him in half. Get him. 24. Yeah. 14 damage. Ooh, that's bad. That's bad. He doesn't Not like that. Not bad enough. Oh, do I... He's got a sliver left. It's clear that, like, he's breathing, but not well. Okay, here's the deal. I don't want to... Mm, there's two things. I don't want to use up my quicking palms, but I don't want this guy to heal himself either. I think we we need to get the Death Knights down to two, not three. So I'm going to try quicking palm again. Well, you, you have another attack. <gasps> That's right. That's right. That's right. I do. I do. I do. 19. two hands with which to axe with. 19. 12 damage. 12 damage. 12 damage. Just for grins, because it is still with advantage because of your uh, stunning strike. Oh, Roll it one more time just to see if it's a crit. It's not. Uh, well, it's 16, but it's not a crit. Okay. Groovy. 12 damage is way more than enough, man. This guy is all the way sliced in half. Easy peasy, Aha. you got one down. And what I'm gonna do is use my movements, okay, to get up next to this guy, and I'm gonna yell, Let's get him, Job! And the reason I did that is to um, put 
See, the other Death Knight was pretty close, but not within my melee range, not within the radius, my rage radius. So I moved in order to put the next Death Knight within my rage radius to give me and Job um, advantage when we attack him. Okay. Yeah, that definitely is how it's all going to go down. Ari, it is your turn. Uh, your hit points looking kind of not awesome, but you're still doing okay. Uh, you have one that's within 10 feet, I'm going to say, 15 feet, and the other at the 30-foot mark from where you are. Both of them are in your line of sight. What would you like to do? Do either of the swords disappear when this one goes down? Oh, yeah. That's a um, good That one was Death Knight number two, and that means that we lose sword number two. I have these marked. Sword number two is not the one with the foam on it, so oh, it fizzles, yes. and you guys are down to one floating angry sword and one floating not-as-angry sword. A nerf sword. All right, so I am going to go ahead and... This one needs to make a wisdom saving throw of 16. Okay. We'll do that for you real quick. 16. So it saves. So I am going to turn to it and say, they all say good things must come to an end. But honey, what you've got going for you is a 10 out of 10 as I fail to mock it. And instead I give it a compliment. Complimented it. (laughs) (laughs) And then I'm going to use my bonus action to cast uh, Healing Word on myself. All right, perfect. And I'll heal myself for nine. Cool. Yeah. Do you want to move at all? I mean, back. If you're going to move at all, back. Well, I'd have the swords right here, though, so it's like I can. Hmm. Could you move here and be? Yeah, I can move back over here. Okay. To get out I'll of line back of over here of at least one of the Death Knights. Yeah, you tuck in behind the wall. Absolutely. We'll do that. Okay. What do you guys want to do with Omi on her turn? Damage. Uh, unless you want more healing, Ari. I would say not yet, because I still have some spell slots, so I don't think she'd heal me yet. I think she'd see me heal myself and be like, okay, she has it. Uh, damage or uh, CC. If we can do some crowd control of this guy or this guy. This guy's got some... He's um, grasping arrowed. He can't move, otherwise he's going to take 2d6 additional damage. Okay. Moving isn't our problem, though. Is there any kind of CC? I don't think she has CC. You can correct me if I'm wrong, Casey, but I don't see any CCs for her. I don't think so. The only thing that's kind of CC is Spirit Guardians, and it's just discouraging people to come into a certain area. No. I mean, Guiding Bolt is a high damage spell. It's 46, so we could just have her cast Guiding Bolt. Use a spell slot? Yeah, it's a first level, so she's only using... I like it. I like it. Okay. So we will do... On hit... And then the next, if it hits, it has advantage. So we are gonna an eight. No, admit, do not like think she, that hits. You're like, hey, hit her with a guiding bolt. She goes, all right, good idea. And she throws this like, she points with two fingers and you see this golden glowing 
spear like shoot out of her fingers and fly right past the the that's the great. DK. But I um <clears throat> I do notice that uh that that spell and I am impressed even though it 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 missed. She probably just missed because she was trying not to hit me and Job. Yeah, probably. That's my guess. Yeah. Alrighty. Um I'm gonna say I mean we we didn't specify I guess I had one big chunk of boat foam, so that's probably all used up on the one sword. Then I am going to uh, I can't do anything to the other one. Well wait, but if they're not creatures, then how was I able to foam it up? I mean it's it's like a it's like a magical construct that is created by the magic of the caster who casted it. So like you would attack that guy to like kill him and then that would get rid of the effect. So here's the thing about spiritual weapon. Most spells that create a persistent effect on the battlefield require concentration. Spiritual weapon is broken and bad. Um, but I'm using that to my advantage because it seems to me that a death knight would absolutely have that spell because it's the exact same, in my opinion, as dancing rune weapon uh, in its aesthetic. They summon a magical sword that attacks alongside them with them. So I put that on their stat blocks. But um, yeah, g- generally speaking, like the, the weapon itself isn't uh, like a targetable, damageable creature with like hit points and an armor class and all that kind of non- stuff it's just a it's like a magical construct okay uh but i do appreciate you letting me use yeah, the I foam it was cool but i'm definitely not going to overextend that i think that was all the foam i had from the boat otherwise that would have taken up too much backpack space uh so i guess that would I'll- just be silly It'd just be silly. Absolutely silly. Yeah, no one would ever carry two pieces of boat foam around with them. What are we, cavemen? Come on. All right, I think I can do this. Um, it's going to cost me 15 feet of movement to move here. Am I going to hit Job if I shoot an arrow at this one? Mm, no, I wouldn't say so. All right, then I am going to use my first action to shoot an arrow. Longbow, there we are. 15, that wasn't going to hit, correct? No, it doesn't. All right, second. And a 12 wouldn't either. That's all I got. Okay. I am not blowing my action surge yet. No. Uh, are we doing a attack against the DK with Joe? Joe? Yes. All right. Slice and dice, baby. Yes. Shake and bake. Keep up with the spear attack, so let's do a, with advantage, 17. Yeah, so the 17 hits. For nine piercing damage. Okay. All right, at the start of their turn, oh no, you know what, here, uh, he just got hit, so he's got to do a con save. Let's find out if he maintains his disease. Yeah, he does. All right, he rolled a 12, no problem. Okay, at the start of the Death Knight's turn first thing that happens is everybody diseased with blood plague which is still somehow only job is going to take 2d4 necrotic damage all right so he's going to take five necrotic damage and then the dancing rune weapons are going to move in to try to do some attacking the foam one is still attacking but like whatever not a big deal the other one is going to roll in and try to get at falcus 
and is going to hit, I think, with a 16. It'll match. Okay. Falcus, you take eight damage. That is their bonus action, is to manipulate the dancing rune weapon. Uh, the Death Knight in the upper section is going to finally decide, you know what? My guy just got knocked unconscious last time. The situation has changed a little bit. He is going to try to move over here toward Butch. He's going to suffer the damage that comes with that uh, because he had the um, the, 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 arrow the grasping thing. arrow on him. So how much is the grasping arrow damage? 2d6. So okay. I will... Yeah, the brambles last for one minute. We've been fighting long enough for that to still be in effect. Yeah, for sure. Uh, yeah. Uh, damage the first time on each turn, it moves one foot or more. So here is the 2d6. Or did it only roll one again? Why yeah, does it only one. roll one? I don't know why it does that. That one was two that time. Um, so take the first one of those two, which was a four. So a total for seven. Okay. <laughs> All right, if that's how we're doing it, no problem. All right, we get a seven damage. All right, fine. And then they are both going to... The the lower one is going to maintain his disease, so he's not going to multi-attack. He's just going to death strike against Job still. With an 18, oh my um, God. that's yeah, going to definitely hit. hit. He deals nine damage to your boy, and he's going to heal himself for doing the death strike. This other one is going to do the multi-attack where he hits with a death strike and applies one disease. So that's going to be, geez, a natural oh 20 gosh. against Butch. Yep. That's going to be 16 slashing damage. Yikes. Plus. And he is going to apply, um, let's see. He's not going to use Blood Plague, which is what he's, which is what the other guy is hitting Job with. He's going to instead hit him, hit you guys with Blood Boil. He's going to do all targets within thirty feet, which is everybody, uh, all the friend, all the all the you guys, not his, not his buddy. All creatures of its choice within thirty feet. Afflicted creatures must make a Constitution saving throw or suffer necrotic damage, and the next time the Death Knight or an ally of theirs hits the diseased creature with an attack, the creature has a vulnerability to that attack's damage. So I need everybody to roll a constitution saving throw, please. Ari rolled a 10. 24. Okay, Ari fails, Butch succeeds. Uh, saving, th uh, saving throws also at disadvantage? No. Okay, uh, Falcus has a 5. Okay, Falcus fails. Ami rolled a 6. Ami fails. And then Joe rolled a 15. Okay, so our tanks succeed. I'm going to do a different marker to indicate this different disease. Okay. So each of you guys who failed, which is going to be Ari, Falkus, and Omi, are going to suffer 1d4, which is 3 necrotic damage. And... While he's concentrating on that disease, the next person who gets... The next time you're hit, you have vulnerability to that damage. You've seen this ability once before, but now that you're seeing it again, you're like understanding more about it, which is why I'm just saying what the mechanic is. That is going to be the end of their turn. I'm never running an encounter like this again because everybody's concentrating on something and there's 15 different effects in play and I hate <laughs> it. So... What would Butch like to do? Murder, death, kill, baby. 
Murder, All right, death, so the kill. one directly north of you is slightly more injured than the one directly to your left. However, the one to your left has more uh, has more targets on it. Yeah, I'm gonna it has more people attacking it. Yeah, um, I let, let's focus fire. And this is the one that Job's doing. Uh, Job and I are both looking about the same as far as our health, by the way, and meaning I've got. Oh my God, Butch. Come on, man. What are you doing to me? What? How many times have I hit you? I don't know. You're supposed You're to be raging. taking half damage on a bunch of this stuff. Oh my gosh. I just realized. All right, so we're going to we're going to arbitrarily apply some healing. So okay, you did Okay, so we just did a 16. I just did 16, so heal yourself for 8. <sighs> and I'm going to say one of these other ones I hit you with, right? At least. I mean, um probably <laughs> There was one you did double damage. I don't remember that was, but that one was 16 too. Cause I remember we said, thank God it's not 20. That's yeah. true. 16. Um, hmm. I, I, this is really, I don't my see fault. 16 damage anywhere. Whatever. That's what you heal. I didn't, I don't see the 16 anywhere. I believe you. Let's do it. So eight, eight. So 16 altogether. Sure. Eight. Okay. Yeah, let's do it. Uh, heal. You know, that was totally my fault. Cause I, forget all that stuff okay yeah uh my fault entirely so i'm actually doing pretty well job's looking uh tiny bit worse for wear this this guy in front of me is the 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 one that's closest to job i'm gonna attack him he's concentrating I, i hope i can hit him hard enough to break his concentration so let's see if if priest slayer can also be a dk slayer Boom boom! Oh, it's attacking recklessly. Fifteen does not hit. I'm no. sure. It's so a sixteen. That sorry. Really, really pisses me off. Right. So, on my second one, I uh, uh, do a twenty-five. Yeah, that'll hit. Sixteen slashing damage. Okay. Okay. Now Let's I'm apply not that first. I'm not trying to get, let this guy do the whole death whatever where he sucks the life out of people and heals um so i am going to utilize the thing that i wanted to kind of save i still have one more but i mean after this so i'm going to quaking palm as my bonus action b to 14 con save oh okay con save that the 13 was for concentration oh Okay. Five. Five. So the first one did not break his con- concentration, right? Well, you didn't hit him the first time. The second time you did hit him, but the damage wasn't... Wasn't like, enough to... When, so the way a concentration check works is if you get hit, you have to roll a con save, and it's the DC is 10 or half the damage you took, whichever is greater. Okay. So for, a, for 16 damage, the DC was 10, and I rolled a 13. Gotcha. Okay, so, uh, but now you're stunned uh, with Quaking Palm, so that's got to break the concentration, yeah? I don't think stunned breaks concentration. I'm not sure. Let me double check. Conditions stunned. A stunned creature is incapacitated. Incapacitated creatures cannot take actions or reactions. He can't move. He automatically fails strength saves and dex saves. Attack rolls against him have advantage. 
Uh, it doesn't say in the condition. Doesn't say anything about not... Um, okay, so Does he's being still... stunned interrupt concentration? I mean, he's, he's still, uh, you know, lucid. Oh, nope. Okay. So the rules on concentration state that you lose concentration on a spell if you are incapacitated or die. So... This is incapacitated? Yes. It's an incapacitated... Stunned implies incapacitation. It's, it's, it's in the condition. So the disease that Jube is suffering from is ended, as is this cat's concentration. All right. I did not know that. Good looking out. Well, I mean, how often are you in that position, you know, situation? Uh, as the guy DMing for a character that can stun... I should have known that. <laughs> okay, so uh, that's. I think I did pretty well, mm-hmm. and now uh, let's let's see what Ari's got up her sleeve. Yeah, Ari, you're up. I am going to move behind Job, and I'm going to cast a first level cure wounds. Okay. And so he is going to get thirteen healing. Ooh, that's pretty good. And then I'm just going to go right back behind the wall here. Okay. You sneak in, give him a little poke. Hey, listen, pat you on the back. You're doing fine. Turn around and walk away. (laughs) I love it. It's perfect. Uh, How about Omi on her turn? What would you guys like to do with her? Murder, death, kill. So we can do sacred flame, which is a cantrip, or guiding bolt, which will cost a spell slot. Uh, We don't... She still has one third level, two second level, and three first level spell slots. Let's use a spell slot. Guiding bolt it is. We'll do that at first level. So does a 21 hit. Yeah, 21 hits. And actually, I think you would have been able to roll that with advantage anyway due to the stun, but that's totally perfect. Perfect. And 13 radiant damage. Okay. We are are targeting the stunned one. Yes, yeah, the one that's right in front of Joe. All right, cool. So Why not just roll the damage to see if you can... Get the crit. Well, it was it was already rolled with advantage, but like. Oh, okay, 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 gotcha. The twenty-one, it's it's fine. I was talking for things. Yeah. Yes, thirteen radiant damage. Also, the next attack against him has advantage, but he's already stunned anyway, so that's true regardless. And do you want to move her? Nope, I think she's good. Just she can see everything. She's fine. Okay, Falcus, it's time to start cleaning this up. Yeah. Um. Let me see. Movement speed-wise. Yeah, alright. I am going to move over here, which was 15 feet. And since I see Butch, this guy's currently incapacitated, right? No, the other one. This one is? Yeah. Okay. Then I'm going to focus down this guy here. Alright. Shooting an arrow. How about a 24? Yeah, 24 hits. Seven piercing, and I get the sneak attack. I have a friend within mm-hmm. range, so three sneak attacks, so 10 total for that. Okay. Um, I'm also going to take advantage of this, and let's get some actual bonus damage on there. So we're going to action search for a grasping arrow, and we're going to do 2d6. Yeah, there we go. So nine damage from the grasping arrow. That's just my first action. Here's my second action. How about a 19? Yep, 19 hits. This 13 is piercing damage. 
and we're gonna we're gonna blow it. Let's go uh, action search. Two more attacks. Longbow. Eighteen. Yeah. Ten piercing damage. Okay. And before I throw the next one, uh, yeah, I get to decide to use it when I threw an uh, arrow. I don't like these guys, so I'm burning another arcane shot, and he's getting another grasping arrow of 2d6. Uh, any any chance to get bonus damage. It was only five. Okay. And then I still get, uh, I get an extra attack on using, yeah, anytime I take the attack action, I get an extra yeah, giving you action surge does give you the other attack. That is a crit fail. Ah. Oh, fail. Oops. <laughs> I wish it was a crit, but it was a failure. Of your four attacks, three of them dealt exceptional damage. This guy is knackered, which I think is an English term that means really, really damaged. And that's all I got. Okay. Uh, on his turn, Jub is actually free to move from here if he chooses to, because the the one character who could do an opportunity attack against him currently is stunned. What would you guys like to do with him? Oh, it's um, hard. It's like there's one guy like right next to him, but this other one is on death's door. I feel like he would be laser focused and just keep attacking one though. I don't think he would have like he would have noticed Falcus shooting, but I think he I mean would keep attacking. It RP wise, it doesn't make sense. Oh, I gotta roll three con saves. RP wise, it doesn't make sense for him to go to the other guy. Yeah, I don't think I think he would just keep attacking this one that's stunned. So I'm gonna do that. Just let me know when you're ready, Casey. Yeah, go for it. So with advantage, he's gonna attack the one that is stunned. Uh, 22? Yeah, easily. Perfect for eight piercing. Okay. And that's all he's going to do. Okay. On their turn, uh, the one who's stunned is not going to do nothing. The other who is wrapped up tight in vines is going to just like, he knows he's done. He knows he's done. Like, look, like, look at the health points here. He's surrounded on all sides by guys. All of his like, his ghouls have been destroyed, all that stuff. He should try he's to just going to snarl at you and say, you interlopers don't know the value of the shard you seek. Um, and would attack with death strike and blood plague, I think, against Butch. I roll a 24 to hit. Um, that's going to deal eight damage on Butch and heal the dude for eight damage. Wait, it only does four damage. Four damage. Ah, uh, but it only does four damage. That's true. But what, okay, does it? Do Means it only does four healing. Um, you also are inflicted with blood plague. You take two necrotic damage, which you are not able to reduce. Okay. And you have to make a Constitution saving throw. Fourteen. <laughs> Okay, on a 14, you roll exactly how much you needed to roll. You do take the necrotic damage, but you're not going to take continual necrotic damage in future turns. The other one isn't able to attack because he is stunned. So now, this will be the cleanup round. How do you guys deal with this? You got, like, this, this, well, he's not stunned anymore because the, oh no, it'll be, he'll continue to be stunned until the end of Butch's turn. So no, yes. he'll continue to be stunned now. You got one who's on death's door. You got another one who's stunned and is ready to die. Is it my turn? Yes. 
Okay. Uh, murder, death, kill. The, the, the same. Uh, there's one that's ready to die, but like, I'm still gonna go after this one because I'm, I'm. My name is Butch, and I. I'm just. I'm. Can't even think. I'm raging so hard. So twenty-four. Yeah, twenty-four counts. <laughs> Six slashing damage. Okay, and then. I didn't even know you could roll that. Yeah. I mean, I've got a plus five on my damage. So did I roll a one? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah I rolled a one for damage. So that's why it's six. And then on my second attack, and I'm not going to use my other quaking palm here. And I was being reckless. I think Is it obvious because I'm rolling twice? Well, he's stunned, so it doesn't matter. Oh, gosh, thank you for... I mean, why do I always forget that? This one's easy for me to remember because I have a big stun fist on the token. Um, so, ni- 19 and with 10 slashing damage. Okay. Yeah, they are both equally completely smammered. Like, they're they're both right around the corner. Uh, I'm not going to take a bonus action. I'm just going to... Yell, what you got, Ari? In it with a big smile. What you got, Ari? I'm going to go ahead and put myself right here, and I'm going to cla- do thunderclap again, so they each need to make a 16 constitution saving. Uh, okay. Thunderclap. Both both, both Death Knights and Butch would be a con save. Well, that was my fault for encouraging her. What did, what, what, what did I have to beat? 16. Yeah, well, alright. So, none of us, well, wait a minute. One of the Death Knights did the beat the con save. I did not, and the other one did not. Okay. So it's only six thunder damage. And that would be three for me. Thunder? No. Thunder damage. Thunder damage. Uh, thunder... No, I don't get... I, I will take the entire amount of that damage. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, damage. Done. Okay. And then as a bonus action, I'm going to healing word myself. Okay. Yeah, that's fair. Since I put myself up here, and I'm going to heal myself for seven. Okay. Why are you where you are? Because the thunder thing is five feet. Oh, oh, I have to be oh. within five feet of people. Sorry. Yeah, I think of like okay. a warrior's like thunderclap. Yeah, you know, you, literally, you, like stomp the ground and. You, you, but you got to be up close to do it. Okay. Mm-hmm. What about Omi? What do you guys want to do on her turn? Murder, death, kill. Let's do sacred flame to this one right here. Okay. So. It's an easy to do a DC save of thirteen for dexterity. All right, dex save. No, he fails. It takes seven radiant damage. All right, that is more than enough this guy who just got unstunned and starts to snarl and you can see that he's got like blood magic welling up to cast more diseases on you guys and then just (laughs) radiant light from above just like like a lightning bolt just sears him and he's just like an ashed dude and falls over dead one left Falcus do it dude I got it Longbow shot. 29 for 13 piercing damage and two sneak attack. All right. How the last the last combatant in this 
drawn out, complicated, everyone has a debuff on them that does different things kind of combat <laughs> encounter. That's your fault, honey. That's 100% my fault. You know, you try new things, you experiment, you you see what works. And man, this was this was some juggling. I'm so glad I put the NPCs on you guys. Um, I mean, it worked. What's it look like when you destroy <laughs> this last death knight? One of those moments of I take a deep labored breath because I'm still quite exhausted. <sighs> and let loose the arrow. And it just one of those like slow mo's like hit him in the face and then the head snaps back and he just falls over. The coolest part was just the slow-mo part, but that was slow-mo. Clearly. Yeah. Everyone everybody knows that the cool part is in slow-mo. Well, alrighty then. And I start to calm down. I start to calm down. I start to calm down. I'm going to unequip this rage thing. The rage effects homebrew thing that you made. Since the swords, they were ghostly swords, like spectral swords, right? Mm -hmm. They're all gone. Would the boat foam just kind of like <laughs> fall down to the ground because the sword is kind of a ghost? Yeah. Hey, Falcus, go pick up the boat foam. I was already looking at my inventory, making sure I didn't delete it because that's exactly what I was going to do. Yeah. I'm going to pick it up and do the little like toss up in the air like, yeah, I knew I picked you up for some stuff you back in my bag. Is there anything in this room besides corpses? There's a green f flame. If you go over yes. there, that's why we came in here for. But this is kind of a big room. Yeah, you guys take a, a, a glance around real quick. This is like a, a large room of whatever the reason was to have this room built. That's clearly not what you guys used it for. The room here is, even without a check, you can tell that it's relatively empty. Other than the torch that they had you also see that I mean there's the bodies themselves are in here there is like this black carpeting here is if I'm being honest a, a, a piece of the map um, but it's like decorated with panther designs and troll designs and like all these cool like artistic things but as you look around there's nothing else material in here you suspect that whatever reason these death knights came in here for they had a combat against a troll they did a puzzle they came in here and started to take a break perhaps and then that was when you you know came in on your approach so you probably haven't been in this place very much longer than they have do they bleed yeah perfect we're gonna take one of these bodies with us okay I like that better than taking... I mean, they're, they're still troll bodies, but Death Knights are... Okay. Yeah, uh, before we throw one of these in there, definitely going to be pilfering through pockets. Okay, roll investigation. Let's search the bodies. I ain't touching them. 19 on my disadvantage roll. The swords themselves that they were actually like hitting you with death strikes with seem like they're pretty well made. Um, you could probably sell them for a decent piece the chainmail armor that they were wearing pretty beat up you might be able to salvage that uh, for something but it's not highly valuable they do have one of the green torches that you guys know you're on the lookout for and there is a metal key with a <gasps> like a panther head emblazoned on like the handle part awesome all right 
how should I add to my inventory the items? I'll just stash the stuff. Do we have a bag of holding or something? Like, do you really want the, all the chainmail stuff? I mean, the only thing I, I hear is that we need a key. Well, but definitely could sell some of the stuff. Looks like some decent we weaponry, at least the swords it are. We through Grub through a spider cave and uh, try to sell all it to right, some goblins. Fine. I mean, do what you do what you want, but but I'm I'm carrying you on my back. It doesn't matter. The main thing, get that key. Let's put this flame where it needs to go, and um, see about right. some. Uh, Reverse cannibalism. Dead body to the fish. Yeah. I'll take the, the panther key. Okay. Um, I don't have a specific item in D&D Beyond for that, so just indicate that you have a panther key. I have added mystery key to my inventory. I will take the green torch. Great. Where does this door go? Uh, you fuss with it, and it does seem locked. Falcus, come unlock the door. I'm going to walk over there and attempt to use the key I just picked up. Uh, it does not fit. All right, then I'm going to pick the lock. Go for it. Roll a dexterity check with your proficiency. Oh, yeah, you have your lock picking already designed. Perfect. Uh, 14 on the uh, disadvantage roll. Uh, yeah, that's, that's going to be enough. You work the lock for a minute, and when the door opens, you realize... Oh, yeah. It just goes into that room we were already in. Oh, that's great. Okay, so... <laughs> the, you, the it one... opens into the main, like, the large room in the middle with the with the water on the floor and the platform and the pillars. Where we need to put the flames anyway. I'm going to mm-hmm. ask Job to get on his shoulder, and I'm going to put the flame on this one down here. Okay. You do that. It has a similar uh, opening for... You know, like a similar opening to the one that I described earlier uh, with the other one. And there we go. I was having a hard time, like, placing it where I was trying to place it. Uh, You have a similar effect. So the pillar, like, the magic, like, goes all the way from the top all the way down to the bottom. Uh, The platform itself goes, but is unable to continue to move. And at this point... Um, you know a number of things. First of all, um, you are starting to get pretty low on... You're not super low on resources. You can continue to adventure, but things are not looking like you can go too, 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 too much longer. If you have a number of like additional encounters, you start might run out, of ga- run out of gas. You do know that there is one more torch that you know exactly where it is. It's just a matter of how do we get it. Um, Ari does have a plan for that. We'll see if that works. Um, you know that it's probably going to take four to do all this. And you know that it's still not super late in the day, but time is a ticking. The next time we play, I think that we can pick up with that knowledge and move forward either by, you know, I don't know, continuing to explore this dungeon or trying to get out of ZG while the getting's good or trying to deal with whatever else you guys is that come that you guys come up with but I think we'll do that the next time we play
having survived the Death Knights and obtained another magical green torch, our heroes are rapidly assembling the keys they will need to progress deeper into the temple. How will Ari's plan to deal with the piranhas work out? What other dangers lurk in this temple? And what lies in store in the depths below the surface? We'll have to wait until next week to find out when we queue up for some more heroic dungeons and dragons. Please follow us at twitter.com slash heroic dnd, where you'll find our players' social media info and a link to our Discord server.